วันที่พับปะโลวันที่พับปะโลวันเจรโรสาอลาริสโกสาวันที่พับปะโลวันที่พับปะโลวันเจรโรสาฮิลิบรันปัญญารโรสตรียมปาราปัญญารโรสตรียมปาราปัญญารโรสตรียมปาราปิบลานักิสโมอิลิปตัด This podcast is due to my good friend Jack saying, "Run out of topics? Let me suggest some." His suggestion was that I talk about folks who had influenced me over the years. Now I started working in the Chatham Public Library at quite an early age, when I was in grade six, in fact. There I became an omnivorous reader. I was determined to know everything about everything. In the course of this, I started reading biographies, but before then, it was fiction. Or fictionalized stories based on truth. Ernest Thompson Seton was a naturalist who wrote books suitable for children. His book Two Little Savages had a profound influence on me. It was about three boys, one sickly, one a farmer's son, and one a little well, a little redneck, and how they worked together to learn Indian ways and build teepees and do all sorts of interesting things in the bush. Guided in part by an actual frontiersman, thus, I really got into natural history and woodcraft, and ended up joining the Girl Guides, that's Scouts in the United States. Another influential book was Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. In my mind, I was Jim the cabin boy, having adventures on the seas and especially on the island. That's why our little group named itself the Bloody Pirates Club. As I grew older, I became interested in some towering figures, such as Mahatma Gandhi. I read his biography, and I was very impressed by the freedom movement in India and the march to the sea to make salt and all that. Earlier on, I had been impressed by Rudyard Kipling's Kim. I read that book aloud to my daughter when she was young, and had read it myself several times over when I was younger. This was not the Disney version, but a tale of a Caucasian child raised as a native in the Indian Raj. He meets a holy Tibetan Lama and becomes a spy as well. It was quite a tale. My daughter became a Tibetan Buddhist nun, and I think reading the book aloud to her at an impressionable age may well have influenced her decision to take vows. On the flag of India, there is a spinning wheel. And that is because Gandhi preached making one's own clothes instead of buying European-style garments manufactured in Britain from Indian raw materials. He also respected the work of the hands. I took this as a very great lesson that I should always be making something with my hands, that this was a worthy thing to do. As a result of this, and also from the influence of my mother, who was a great sewer and potter and painter and craftsperson. I always have some kind of needlework in my hands, whether it be cross stitch, garment sewing, cloth doll making, knitting, crochet, beading. My hands, when not typing on a computer keyboard, are almost never idle, and 
Strange as that may seem, I owe that, at least in part, to Mahatma Gandhi. Another person who had a great influence on me, again through reading his biography, was George Washington Carver. Not familiar to people nowadays, he was a prominent African-American agricultural chemist. He developed a series of procedures where you could develop almost anything from a peanut. He helped popularize peanut butter. He was a brilliant, public-spirited man. His father had been a slave and his mother was stolen back into slavery, from which he was rescued by his stepfather. He found over 300 uses for the peanut and worked tirelessly his whole life for something he believed in, sometimes under adverse conditions. And he developed a crop rotation system that revolutionized southern agriculture. I'll add one more to this trio of folks who influenced me, and the third one will be Peter Kropotkin. Peter Kropotkin, sometimes known as Prince Pete, was born to a noble Russian family. He became an anarchist. He believed in mutual aid, that the ability of people to help each other was an integrally important characteristic of an ideal society. His views, which I obtained from his book titled Mutual Aid, had a great influence on how in later years I worked with groups. In the passage of time, I ended up working for the Canadian government, where I was considered to be an unusual employee because I put the good of the whole office, the group, above my own little cell or silo. I worked for everybody, and over time this affected the whole office partially because of communication. I became a natural bridge, became separate groups in the office. Books and people have legs. They carry over to you and take you through your life and help make you what you are. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at www.soniabrock.com. That's S-O-N-I-A. B-R-O-C-K dot com.